the Mama Hive. My goal with this podcast is to give all mamas more tools so that we can work together to create something beautiful in our families and as a society. The world needs hardworking, busy bee mamas who do good because together we're freaking unstoppable. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode. I'm excited that you're here. Thanks for tuning in. I just wanted to share some things that have been heavy on my heart this week. It worked out because I didn't release another episode earlier this week like I usually do. Um, And I like to think that maybe, maybe it's for a reason. So um, I, this was not a planned episode, but I really, really feel the need to share it. And I hope I can share without getting too emotional. This is something that has, has weighed heavy on not only my heart, but I know lots of people. So if you're active on social media, you've probably seen this. And if not, then um, maybe you'll you'll learn and look more into him. But there's a, a man on social media named Colin Karchner, and he had a whole platform where he has been striving and fighting to help children. He calls it hashtag save the kids, and it's to truly help children get back their innocence, to get away from smartphones and social media and the technology and let them be kids again. And this week he passed away unexpectedly. And I am not often made emotional by people that I don't personally know passing away. I mean, it's always sad like you hear about celebrities dying or things like that. And obviously people are, are you know, they get heartbroken by it. And, and there are a lot of people that, that pass away that are doing great things. But in a weird way, I feel like I, social media does that. It's a kind of a weird dynamic sometimes where I feel like I, I kind of know him. And I mean, we've had some combos back and forth about our mutual love for Glow Kids, the book. Um, I've shared things with him and and just, you know, and the things that I've seen, the work that I've done. And I, I just feel like there's a lot of people who influence, but I truly feel like Colin was a man that was making huge changes. Oh, I didn't expect to get so emotional. I'm sorry. He was doing so much good. Um, um, my sister called. I was in Target and she called and told me, she said, did you see that Colin passed away? And I was like shocked. It was a, like I said, for me, it's almost like a, I didn't want it to seem by doing this episode like an insincere reaction because I, I truly was shocked by it. I think many people were. Um, that night when we found out, I was talking to my husband. My husband's a big fan too. And he just said, someone needs to carry on his legacy. Like the work that he's doing needs to continue. And so this is my very, very small way in trying to do that. And if you've listened to other episodes, you've probably heard me get on my soapbox about technology, my own views on it from work to my own personal um, things with my kids. But if you haven't yet heard me talk about screen time and technology, then it's just a matter of time. It's obviously something I feel very passionately about. A side note is is I, I don't believe that all technology is bad. I mean, hello, this podcast I'm doing via technology. I'm able to share it via technology and social media. Colin's whole platform was based on social media. Um, he had a podcast as well. I'll link it in my show notes. And because of that platform, he literally saved lives. He would share screenshot after screenshot of children and teenagers reaching out to him saying, something you shared changed my life. Or I was, um, you know, having suicidal tendencies and I, I changed and I decided to stay because of something you shared. I, I would love to see, I believe in heaven. And I believe Colin's there. And I would love to see him looking down, realizing how many lives he's impacted for good. 
because I don't think any of us can fathom how many it is. So I just wanted to share some of my main takeaways that I've learned from Colin um, since following him. And I followed him since before um, he kind of started this platform for Save the Kids. Since he, he was initially, if you know him and are familiar, the Nooch days, he'd talk about Nooch, like drinking your Diet Dr. Pepper and just kind of would have humorous things. And and then I, I watched this transformation unfold. And I think that's why so many people are affected because we saw him find this calling that needed to be done. And he, lots of people know that needs to be done, but he started acting and he just started going for it and started speaking and sharing and talking and making changes happen. And I think that's really powerful. So, so the main takeaways for him, um, are the first one. And I know I needed a reminder is to put down your phone, put down your dang phone and interact with your kids. And I, like I said, I personally needed this reminder. We know that kids model our behaviors, and so many of us as parents need to work on our relationships with technology before we can help our kids. If we're telling our kids, don't spend time on your phone, or look at mom and dad when you talk, or different things like that, are we looking at our kids when they're talking to us? Are we scrolling mindlessly when we're playing with them? Are we giving them our attention um, when we expect it from them in return? Another main takeaway from him is that as parents, our job is to keep our kids safe. And it is okay if that means not having a smartphone. That is okay. You are not a bad parent if you don't give your kids untethered access to technology. Kids need parents. Kids need boundaries. They do not have the ability to regulate their use of technology and the influx of it on their own. Um, I'm just going to go on a quick little tangent about the frontal lobe in the brain. So your brain develops basically from the base up. And so that means your frontal lobe right in the front is the last to develop. Some experts um, and research shows that it actually doesn't develop and fully, and that it doesn't fully develop basically until as late as our early thirties and our late twenties at the earliest. So that means that, you know, many of us through early adulthood, we don't even have fully developed frontal lobes. And what the frontal lobe controls is our executive functions. So things like um, reward-seeking behavior and motivation. Most of the brain's dopamine, actually, the dopamine-sensitive neurons are in that frontal lobe. Dopamine is a brain chemical that helps support feelings of reward and motivation. So it's that feel-good hit, that chemical. So that's why that part, that part of the brain is so tied to uh, reward-seeking behavior. If we do something and it feels good, we keep going. So if that's not there and fully developed um, until you know our early 30s, then we don't have the ability to regulate that on our own. The frontal lobe is also um, huge in decision-making and understanding consequences and regulating the impulses behind them, planning out the steps to get there. So um, once again, that's huge. If we're talking about technology specifically, then understanding, you know, if I post this, this will happen. Or if I say this, then this is going to be the consequence, which we can see that there's, there's an abundance of undeveloped frontal lobes, <laughs> surfacing and trolling the internet and social media. Um, another thing is that frontal lobe ties into empathy, which we, we need. The world needs more empathy right now. And so to, you know, give our kids untethered access, they don't have the ability to regulate that. And that is going to impact their ability to, um, properly develop and have all those other pieces that we need, you know, from empathy to decision-making. We, as parents have to help regulate that for them. I mean, 
until the early 30s. So that's why I always tease my kids they're going to live with me forever and not getting married till they're 35. And my husband says, no way, that's not the plan for them. But um, so we, we as parents need to regulate that for them. Not only can they not, but they are being inundated with technology. It is constantly coming at them. There's new apps and these apps are created to be addictive. And this is truly robbing them of their childhoods. And that's something that I love that Colin talked so much about is kids need to be kids. Like kids need to play make-believe. They need to go out and explore and they need to be able to, you know, get in the dirt and be able to have a childhood that is not based on how many likes they're getting, based on, you know, who's retweeting something. And because kids do have this technology and this social media, the levels of anxiety and depression and suicidal tendencies in kids, younger and younger, every year, ties into this. And that is something that Colin would shout from the rooftops. Um, is that it is not healthy for our kids' mental states. In addition, he has talked a lot, he was talking a lot recently in social media about how much just junk there is on some of these social media sites, on TikTok and Snapchat. And I personally, I must be not hip anymore (laughs) past my prime because I don't understand TikTok or Snapchat and I, I don't have them. And so um, seeing the things he would share though about the, the news stories that would pop up on the main feeds and the types of videos, they it was astonishing to me and, and disgusting, honestly. So he would always say Snapchat sucks, TikTok sucks, they need to be banned, they need to be taken away. So I think at the least as a parent, get rid of them. And if your child continues to find ways to download them, I truly believe that it is in their best interest to then take away their phones and find an alternative or get a flip phone. Um, so there, if you want to see examples, there's highlights still on his Instagram story, which I'll also link in my show notes, his Instagram that, um, have specifics about the kinds of content that is on these platforms. It's, it's truly not appropriate for children. So I, I feel like this was spewy. I didn't mean for it to be spewy, but I just, I I feel like we owe it to Colin. We owe it to our kids to help change this narrative. We're, we're living in an experiment right now where we've never lived in a time where we had this much technology, this readily available, and that's this fast changing and fast growing. So because of that, we're, yeah, we're living this experiment, and I, I think that many parents and people are waking up and seeing that the outcome of that is is grim. That if we continue on the trajectory we are on, this experiment is not going to end well. So we can, I, I truly believe this, that it's up to us for the sake of our kids. We can change that, but that means that we have to change our own relationships with technology and social media and then help our kids do that. And I I believe that the future of society depends on this, on making some of these changes. Um, There's a quote from a lady that wrote a book called iGen, and she studied, you know, social media and and these impacts on kids and different things. And um, Colin shares in a TED talk he gave, and it just says, we are on the verge of the greatest public health crisis this generation has ever seen. And, and I, uh, we're living in it. We're living in that crisis. So 
that's, I don't know. I, I don't, like I said, I don't want anything I'm saying to seem insincere or soapboxy. I just, I feel that the platform Colin was sharing is, is crucial. It's crucial. It's absolutely necessary. It needs to continue. So, um, in his Ted talk, which I'll link that as well. It's, it's a wonderful Ted talk he gave a couple years ago in Salt Lake city, but he, he says this, he says, kids today are amazing. I talk to thousands every month. They're incredible. They're resilient. They're bright. They're savvy. They're tolerant, but they're growing up in a world that is muckier and scarier than any of us can ever imagine. And they need now more than ever from you and me to be seen, to be heard and to be loved. And if they can't get that from home because our eyes are down here, meaning our phones, then they can get a pretty good synthetic version of that on their screen. So listening to his TED Talk again, which I've listened to a couple times now, but I listened to it again yesterday, it reminded me of something that impacted me when he first said it when I was, and I was pregnant with my son, my older son, Beckham, that I never want my kids to think that my phone is more important than them. I never want that. I never want them to question my love for them or to think that having my phone in my hand is more important than holding them or loving them or building a memory with them. So listening to that talk again and seeing some of the legacy he left behind has personally made me recommit to do better and to be better. And I truly think that that can be part of his legacy that he leaves behind Um in addition to having a beautiful family and and saving lives via his platform and the work that he was doing. But I think part of his legacy that we can all carry on is that if all of us make more of an effort to put down our dang phones and to love our kids and to connect with them and to make an effort to be present every single day with them. So I'm going to leave with this challenge. And, and once again, if you're on social media, you've, you've maybe seen this floating around. Um, he has kind of an eight-step challenge that he gives parents to help reduce screen time and to protect your children. So the first is to hug your kids eight times a day for eight seconds. That's the minimum. He talked a lot about eight-second hugs and the power behind them. The second part of the challenge is to evaluate your own digital behaviors and make the necessary changes. Grandparents, too. Get the whole family involved in this. Three, create a family tech contract. Sign it as a family and post it on the fridge. Four, purchase a central charging station. Ensure all devices are off and turned in by 9 p.m. each day. That's another reminder that I need my husband and I used to be better about having our phones away when we were at, a, I think we did nine o'clock and when we were first married and we, we need to do that again. It's really helpful and beneficial for our marriage. The fifth part of the challenge that Colin gives is um, one day each week, commit to no phones for the whole family from 5 to 9 p.m. Have family dinner together. No distractions like it's 1994. Six, put down your phone when you're dropping off or picking your kids from school. Seven, do something awesome as a family and don't post about it. Eight, if your son or daughter is struggling in your relationship is severely strained, get them into therapy. Therapists have incredible skills. Use them. So I just want to encourage everyone to, like I said, go listen to Colin's TED Talk. Um, look on social media to see some of the things that he was shouting. They, they need to continue to be shouted. And so let's help carry that on for him. Um, and and once again, I, I hope this comes across as sincere because I, I truly feel it. 
like in my heart and in my bones that this needs to be shared. Um, and, and so I'm grateful for him, for the message that he shared. And, um, if you're a praying person, pray for his family, send them, you know, peace and love, and let's all do a little bit better to help save the kids. (music) 